Welcome to the P's and Q's podcast. I'm your host, Quinae Foray, and I'm living my best life. And I want to help you live your best life. In this podcast, we'll be talking all things spirituality, health, wealth, and love. Whether you're facing a difficult situation, pursuing a big dream, or simply looking for a bit of inspiration and guidance, this podcast is for you. Let's get into it. All right. Welcome to the P's and Q's podcast. I'm your host, Quinne Foray, and I'm living my best life. And I want to help you live your best life. On today's episode, we have a very special guest in the studio. He is a thought leader amongst us thought leaders, and I personally visit his page all the time. He's the also the host of the University of Adversity podcast, and a best-selling author of Mastering Adversity. His name is Lance Essihos. Am I saying that right, Lance? Yeah, it's close. I've had so many different pronunciations. That's really good, actually. That's I want to really do good. it right. Say it for me. Well, it's you can say Essihos or you could say Essihos. I just do less E-C-O. less hos and more os. Essihos. <laughs> yeah, okay. that's, it's just... As, you did a good job. I've heard every pronunciation over the years, so that's good. <laughs> that was terrible. I'm going to do <laughs> I'm terrible. Okay. His name is Lance Isios. Yes. Yay, Lance. Thank you so much for being here on the P's and Q's podcast. Thank you for having me. Grateful to be here. Yeah, I, I know my audience is going to be very excited to connect with you, get to know more about you. As we go down this journey of learning who you are, I think the best way is to start with our fun facts. So I'll start with my fun facts. Um, you guys know me so well. You know I travel a lot. But do you know the place that I've been to the most? And probably you guys actually do. That's a silly question. But Las Vegas. I'm a poker player. I live in LA. It's way too close. I've been to Las Vegas. I counted it recently over 110 times in my lifetime, in my lifetime. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot of Vegas trips. Vegas is crazy. I don't know how you do it. That I can only, (laughs) you know, once I'm there, I'm like, get me out of here for a while. Like it's as soon as I get there, I'm like, yes, Vegas. I love it. And then I'm like, by like day two or three, I'm like, get me the hell out of here. You're like, get me the out of here. Yeah. I mean, I balance it out. I'm a very much a spa. I spa. Mm. I, I restaurants. I play poker too. So I'm sitting at a poker table for 12 hours just sitting there. So I don't mm. get as drunk as I used to get in college in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As drunk, let's say. <laughs> what about you, Lance? What about your fun facts? Well, my fun fact I've, I mean, if we're going to talk travel, I've been to about, I think, 25, 26 countries. Um, wow. I lived in Australia for five years. And yeah, I used to, I used to uh, play hockey. I used to bartend. And something weird about me that a lot of people laugh at when I tell them or I do it is I eat <laughs> the whole kiwi skin and everything like an apple. I don't peel the, I don't peel it. I wash it and I eat it. Yeah, I know. People are like, what's wow. wrong with you? Actually, somebody I told me one day that there's lots of nutrients. Yeah, somebody yeah. told me and I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it. And now I eat it. And I'm like, one of the things that drove me nuts about kiwis is like, I felt like I was wasting half the fruit by scooping it out. 
And I was like, mm-hmm. I don't want to waste this. I just want to eat it and enjoy it. So there you go. There's my weird fact. Look at you following <laughs> your joy. <laughs> I appreciate that. That's a really good fun fact, actually. And the next time I get a kiwi, I'm just going to eat it in honor of Lynn. Just, just eat it. You just got to do it. Just eat it. Period. Ah, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, in alignment with origin stories, I would love to get a better understanding of you and your origin. I, I, I'm on your Instagram all the time. I'm so grateful for all of the messaging and wisdom that you share. And I'd love to know what's your origin? What's your like spiritual awakening origin? When did you come into this to walk this path? Oh, wow. That's a great question. Um, well, I've always known something deep inside me that was kind of like a whisper my whole life and sort of like there is something you're, you're meant to do something that is meaningful. You're meant to do something that makes impact, but I didn't, I didn't understand what that meant growing up. You know, like I just had this feeling that I need to do something that makes a difference. So I grew up playing sports. I played hockey, ice hockey for all those that I don't know how many listeners and, you know, they're from Australia. You have to say ice hockey. So I just make it clear. So that was what I played um, my whole life. And that's kind of what I thought I would do. And that didn't work out. So I went through like a really challenging time trying to figure out who I was after sports. And I went down a major dark spot, a lot of um, a lot of low moments in trying to discover who I was and who I wanted to be. And I tried a bunch of different jobs. Nothing felt right. And then I found I finally got into like the bar and restaurant industry where it was like. There was something about it that I felt like I was a, I was service to people. Like I was giving people an experience. So mm. it was kind of checking off boxes that I, although it was very toxic in a lot of ways, obviously the partying, the late nights and the craziness, but I also felt like I was serving in a way. And, and I liked knowing that I was giving somebody an experience. So when they left, they felt better or at least felt like they connected to somebody. And I like to be that person. And you know, over the years, the bartending, all that sort of fell apart. And I just kind of went into like another dark place. And um, during that time, I kind of discovered spirituality. I started to um, kind of connect to myself through books. Like I, I originally was reading all these books about like rock stars and athletes that like went through all this crazy stuff and they were partying and doing all this stuff. And I was like, why am I, I asked myself, why am I reading this? Like, it doesn't make me feel good. And then eventually I found the book, the power of now by Eckhart Tolle. And that was the book. Yeah. That was the book just to kind of go back to like the, the spiritual awakening or, you know, when it started, that was when the first seed was planted where I was like, Whoa, wait a minute. This book made me feel a bit different and I started to understand what presence meant and like the past and the future. And, 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 and then I started to get into meditation and stuff like that. But that was the first seed that was really planted that started to connect the dots with like that feeling of doing something with purpose. 
but I had, yeah. I didn't connect the dots until later on, but that was the first seed that was kind of planted in me through my story. Oh, that's a big seed right there. <clears throat> yeah. That's, that's a powerful book for those of you who haven't read it yet. I highly recommend you guys get the power of now and, and dive into it. Yeah, it's, it's a classic. It's a classic. Wow. And then you, you mentioned that you read that book and then, but it took you some time before you started really like walking along that path. Like, was there. A yeah. Long like of time? there was. Yeah. So this, I remember it clearly because I've had to do a lot of work around going back and, and just really figuring out times of my life where like change happened or when this happened or that happened. And I got that book when I was in Australia, I was living on the gold coast. I, I believe it was 2013 and I read it and it all made sense, but I didn't fully apply the things in my life. I was still, you know, bartending and drinking and partying and just, but there was that thing inside me that I started to meditate. I started to connect to myself mm. and just feel what that felt like to be present. And yeah. it wasn't that I didn't start doing it. I didn't know what I was doing at the time. I just knew I like how this makes me feel. I started studying different uh, philosophies and I, I was just like, I really like how this makes me feel. And I didn't yeah. really understand what I was doing. So it wasn't until, you know, a couple of years later till about when I, until about well things got real different in 2017 is when things really shifted. But up until from 2013 to 2016, I was in this crossroads with myself between living a very destructive life and mm -hmm. wanting to do something else, but not knowing how I was going to do that. I was in a bartending position. I was a bar manager in Sydney, Australia. And I was just caught in this world of like, I know I could do better, but I can't get out of this. This is my job. And mm. I was just, I was caught in it. But I knew that that whisper I talked about earlier was like getting louder. And it was like, you could do better than this. You know, like you can, this isn't your path. And I just kind of numb that voice with booze and drugs and partying. And um, until like, you know, until I, I had to make the decision and, and make a big change. And you just woke up one day and you said, fuck this, I'm going to do it. Or was there a catalyst? Um, what was it? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, it's interesting because like how I tell the story is always different and I'm actually going to be doing a talk about this. So I like telling this story again about it Thank because you. it's really important. Um, yeah. In, in 2016, I lost my younger brother to suicide. So this was January 2016. And um, my dad was visiting me that year for the first time in three years. I was living in Australia and he came to visit me. And I found out the news and I had to tell him. And that was one of the hardest moments of my life was telling him that. <clears throat> And just seeing the look on his face of having to explain to him what had happened, it really just, it tore him apart. And that was part of the things that tore me apart. And so once we took care of that, we had to fly back. We had to, you know, take care of the funeral and all that. Um, I went back to Australia. My dad stayed in Canada. And 
my dad just sort of, I could tell that he had sort of just, there was something in him that just, I don't want to say gave up, but there was just this difference. We had lost my grandpa and my grandma, uh, two uncles and my younger brother in like six years. So there's a lot of family just gone. Wow. So once that happened, that was kind of like, I, I didn't know how to process that. So 2016 was an absolute dumpster fire of a life for me. Like I was working, I was going to work all night partying. I would go to work until, you know, three in the morning. I would drink party till 10 AM. I'd eat McDonald's. I'd go back to Bondi beach in Sydney. I'd sleep. I'd go back to work. I would just do this on repeat. I was an absolute animal. I was a functioning alcoholic. I was great at my job. I never got fired. I don't know how I didn't, but I was good at my job enough that they needed me. And I was great with the people. I got things done, but I was a rat. I was a mess. I was an absolute yeah. mess. And so 2016 was much of the same. And I went down this path and there was points in my life where like, I would have these dreams where I was, I would like wake up and I would like have like tremors. And it was just, I would, I would, jump out of bed. And I was like, this is not good. My anxiety was so bad. It mm. was so bad that I couldn't even walk to the bathroom at night. I would just be shaking and I'd have to like drink just to like numb that. So I would wake up in hot sweats, panicky. And I was just like, you know what? Like I got to give this up. Like by, and then, you know, I had tried it in the past. And then by the end of 2016, I was like, okay, I'm going to give this up for a lot of reasons. There was like, but there was that voice again inside me that was like, you need to do it this time. And I did it. Yeah. So I went sober. I started to do a lot of the personal development stuff, the reading meditations, just really getting dialed into myself. Six months later, I'm sober. Then I get another call. My brother calls me and is like, dad's got 48 hours to live. He's oh, got stage four God. cancer. So I'm like, oh, fuck, not again, right? So I'm in shock, right? I'm six months yeah. sober. I've been doing all the work. But this time, this is why I think this came from God or, you know, whatever it was that came to me was like, you need to, you need to be sober because you're about to face some real difficult shit. And if I wasn't sober during that time when my dad passed away, there's no way that I could have dealt with it. So right. thank God six months of sobriety allowed me to step into that. And yeah, I was hysterical. It was horrible. I had to fly all the way back to Canada from Sydney, Australia, direct 16 hour flight, got there. I watched him die within five hours. I watched them pump him full of stuff and just watched him die. It was horrific to watch. I had to watch him. It was, it was, it was terrible. But the, the point of that is, is I, um, if I hadn't made that shift to quit booze for 2017 in January, I don't know how I would have been able to do that. And now I look back and I go, there's a reason I did that. Right. So that 2017 have doing, having a loss like that from, you know, the last, it was 18 months, younger brother, dad, I was like, okay. So that was a big shift for me. So I came back, I finished running the bar. I was working for the four seasons in Sydney I finished up the year and I said, I got to get out of this industry and I'm going to do something else. And, wow. and at the end of 2017, I got out of the bar industry, 
which was so good to me. The industry was great. I don't want to knock it at all because like it, it's the only reason I was able to do anything. I had no other skills at the time. So that was it. And that's how like, that's that year people always ask me like, what was it? There was a lot of things in my life, but that space and time was like very, very important. That sober, sober journey that I took for 2017, because it allowed me to really build on the foundation instead of digging myself out of a hole all the time. And prior to that, I was always digging myself out. So during that time, I was able to really work on my spiritual being and the growth and 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 really understand like who I am outside of the bar. Who am I? Who is this character that I've been playing? Can I be somebody else without the booze? There was all of that stuff, right? And that's where things yeah. really shifted for me. Wow. That's Thank you for sharing that yeah. story, Lance. That's a really heartfelt story and journey. And my love goes out to you for Thank you. Yeah. persevering through that. For sure. Thanks. Wow. Um, you have a book, an amazing book, Mastering Adversity, about unlocking the warrior within and turning your biggest struggles into your biggest gifts. Yes. Look at the book. Look at that book. Yes. That's oh when my I uh, was in Costa Rica with that beard. Like It's all gone. Yeah, now, I like but... it. It's really um, nice. And so hearing thanks. your origin story and now knowing the title of your book, it makes a lot of sense. It's you. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a constant work in progress. I believe the healing journey is, is an ever evolving thing. If you seek growth and fulfillment in your life, you're always going to be challenged. And, you know, I don't have all the answers and have it all figured out, but I've definitely come a long ways from where I was. And, the reason I wrote that book is because I just, I wanted to be as raw and honest and share it with the world, not only with my own story, but to give people a framework on how and what is actually happening when adversity hits and how to move through it. And mm -hmm. what's important to me, and it's always been important to me with the podcast is just being, I want to be able to connect with people on a human level. Like, that's what matters. If I don't resonate with somebody, then that's okay. But like, I want to be and share as much truth as I can, because I believe the healing is in vulnerability and human connection. And if my book can speak to somebody on that level, then hopefully they'll trust me enough to listen and take the steps that's needed to kind of go through their own journey. And that's just my perspective yeah. on it, right? But I really wanted to to create a book that is actually going to somebody can read, relate to, and then and then just create awareness in their life. Like when shit hits the fan, how do you respond? What do you do? Like that's what's really important yeah. because life what be defines us in life. Well, what defines us in life, right? Life is about how you deal with difficult stuff, right? Yes. Like when you're faced with something. How you deal with it defines who you are. It's not about when things are easy. How you define a person is how they deal with things that come at them, right? Real shit. And yeah. after interviewing hundreds of people, you know, with University of Adversity from, 
New York Times bestselling authors, pro athletes, to like the common hero among us, just like that is just getting through life. The, the common theme is always that. It's always the, 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 the persistence of just understanding that what's, what's happening for, to, in front of them is actually going to benefit them in the end. The adversity doesn't, isn't there to stop you. It's there to help you grow. And if you can somehow see that in the moment, that's the hardest part of all of this is to see that what is happening right now is actually going to be the thing that you talk about later as being a defining moment. Like yeah. that's the beautiful thing it's about it, but it's moment. hard. It's hard. It's I mean, moment. we all go through it, right? It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's really hard in the moment. It's not an easy thing and I don't want to pretend that it is, but if you can get really good at overcoming yourself every single day, if you can get really good at getting up, doing things, choosing a challenging thing, a discipline, something that when you're, when you're seeking discomfort, like I'm not saying you got to go and do crazy, uncomfortable things, but when you seek things that challenge you on a daily basis and you overcome yourself every day, because we all have to do that then the rest of life gets easier. The things, because the things will get thrown at you no matter what, right? So, but if you condition yourself to be resilient daily, then when you get thrown these curveballs, you're like, oh, wait a minute, I got this. You know, I'm, yeah. I am I got this. I'm an empowered human. And I just think a lot, too many people are living in this, like this victim mentality where they're, where they're trying to like, move out of the way of it and just like avoid it. And it's just going to come at you worse. Right. Yep. And uh, we know how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I love that. What a powerful message. I hope you guys were really tuning into that. He was dropping some gems on you. Wow. Lance. <laughs> um, thank you for sharing your story with me and everyone. Thank you for all of the love and the light that you shine. All of the light codes that you drop here on the Peace and Hughes podcast. And also, on your podcast and in your book. Um, can you tell everyone where they can find you and connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. And thank you so much. Um, yeah, just go to my Instagram, lance.ecos. You can find it all there, the podcast, the book, all the things, super easy. And uh, yeah, check out the podcast. You know, University of Adversity, we've been doing it for a while. I think we've got like 418 episodes now. So <laughs> I'm sure yeah. there's... There's uh there there's something for everybody on there and uh yeah thank you so much appreciate it it is my honor and sincere pleasure i appreciate you so much and for all of you listening as always thank you for being here you keep shining and spreading your light and i love you peace <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. P's and Q's podcast is more than just a podcast. It's a community of conscious beings who are journeying through this life with the intention to love, grow, and shine. So if you're ready to live a life filled with confidence, joy, and purpose, then hit that subscribe button and join us every Monday. If you're interested in one-on-one -on -one coaching, DM me the word joy on my Instagram at Quinay Foray.